Welcome to Ink Drinkers, a literary tea party podcast where we discuss books and drink tea. Teddy wants his treat. (laughs) Go, Teddy. Go, go, go. (laughs) Hey. He ran off. Hi. How are you? I'm good. You know, holidays are exhausting and it's just nonstop one thing after another. And I'm like looking forward to a break at some point, but, but I'm good. Yeah. I'm with you. I know that feeling. There's a lot going on. (laughs) Yeah. And you're just sitting here going like, okay, just get through Christmas. Just get through Christmas. But I'm also really excited because Christmas is my favorite holiday. Well, and it's going to be so fun with Lucia. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because now she can enjoy it. Yay. Did she, I know she had her birthday party yesterday. She did. I got to go. (laughs) Um, Did she like get to open her presents and stuff? We haven't opened gifts yet. Okay. Um, She doesn't even know that they're there. I was just I'm curious how that kind of, how that went. Yeah, no, I'm I'm not sure exactly what we're going to do there. I think um, maybe we would leave some for Christmas to open. Yeah. Maybe we'll open a few. I'm not quite sure yet. We we haven't gotten that far. <laughs> we after the party we had another. Um, oh, that's right. You had to go to your like aunt and uncle's house. Or we something? went to my my in laws' house. Oh, um, okay. they're selling their house, and so they have like a bonfire and like a to say goodbye to the house because they lived there for over thirty years, and they invited like their friends over and stuff. So it was kind of like a nonstop day. We got yeah. home, unloaded. She took a nap, and then we left. And so we were we were out and about until nine thirty. Goodness. Um, but yeah, we shall see. We'll see. I'm not sure. But she has a lot of presents, and yesterday was really awesome. And I know she will not remember it, except for photos, but um, it was really good memories for us. So Speaking of, I have some photos I need to send you, because I took some like during her cake smash oh, and okay. stuff like that. Perfect. So yeah, I need to Thank send you, you those. Okay. Um, okay. Time for books? Yes, let's talk about books. Who, I never know whose turn it is. I can tell you because it's always the first. No, I can't because I did it differently this time. I did the, I did our books. I didn't do two slides. Uh, oh, I, did one. I, I think, think you went first last time. I was going to say, I think it's your turn. Okay. <laughs> I have a really awesome book. I'm so excited Me about too. this. Me too. There's no, the there's no way it's the same book. It's just not possible. <laughs> Okay, my book is Before I Do by Sophie Cousins. Okay, it is not the same. Good, then we have two. I wonder if I read this before. Tell me about it and I'll let you know. So it came out in October of this year. Then no, I haven't read it. Okay. (laughs) Um, It was so good. I really, really liked it. I just really enjoyed it. Um, So it's British. It's Sophie Cousins. So it's a British rom-com. The story is about Audrey and... um, I don't know where to begin with this. So so she uh, okay, I'll start in present time. So she's about to get married. Is okay. this a Christmas book or just a book? book? It's not, it's a book book. Okay. I'm just curious. Um she's about to get married. It's the night of the rehearsal dinner. And um 
things are, are not exactly going to plan. Um, the first thing that happens that kind of is unsettling is at the rehearsal in the church, a bat falls from the tower into the actual church and like is like dead and <laughs> and her fiance's granny granny parker is like that's a bad omen that's not good oh, no. you know and so um yeah so that, that was just the first like okay well you know whatever that okay. i mean things happen things happen um so they're at the rehearsal dinner and in walks her fiance's sister and her fiance's sister's date, who she didn't know the name of because um, her, her soon-to-be sister-in-law reached out and just said, can I bring my new boyfriend to the wedding? And she said, sure. Um, the boyfriend happens to be a guy named Fred, who six years previous to this, Audrey had a fate-filled day with. Why does that happen so often in like British rom coms? I don't know. Like a whirlwind. I don't know. I guess it did happen in um, what was the one you reviewed last week? Kisser once for me, mm-hmm. and that was an American book. Yeah, interesting. Okay, all right, continue. Okay, so um, she kind of takes us back, and throughout the novel, she says six years prior to I do, six years before is six years before I do, six three hours before I do, like you know. She, so we go the back story. and forth in time. Okay. Yeah. Um, leading up until the actual, the actual marriage, um, ceremony. So this is six years ago. She's in a really weird time in her life. Um, it's kind of before a time where she felt like she had a hold on things and things kind of started to deteriorate after this situation happened. Not because of it, just it was all kind of an accumulation of things. Um, but she happened to be in the subway station and... They had a photo booth down there, and she found some pictures that were taken, and it's of this guy, Fred, and he had written a message on it, like, I'm going to find you, or something like that. <laughs> like, it was something not creepy. I made it sound creepy. <laughs> okay, I'm like, oh. Um, so she takes some photos of herself, and she leaves them in there. And they happen to, it's six months later, after they see these photos, she keeps trying to go back to the photo booth and see him, see if she can run into him. But they finally, like, happen to see each other from across the station. And they spend this magical day together. And they just really clicked. And they shared a kiss and took some photos in the photo booth. And he said he was going to meet her there. In the afternoon, the next day, they had it all planned out. She gave him her number. She had his number, and he never showed. And his phone number was smudged, so she couldn't read the number, so she couldn't oh. call him, and she doesn't know what happened at all. Hmm. So she's always kind of had him in the back of her mind. She's kept those photos in her wallet all these years. Um And so to see him and to be having some cold feet already was, uh, she felt like maybe fate was intervening, trying to tell her something. Sounds like it. Things start to really fall apart with the wedding. Um, Everything that can go wrong goes wrong. We kind of go back and forth to kind of see where, like how she met her current fiance and how their relationship evolved and also her relationship with her mother. Um, Her mother is Vivian. She has been married 
five times. Um, she's not the most faithful of partners. And Audrey has always kind of felt like she had a hand in a lot of the the secrecy of her mother having these affairs, not meaning to, but um, kind of outing her, out in her, outing her mom, and she has always felt blame for relationships not working out, even though she was a child, and really Vivian was the one not right. Um, you know, being <laughs> it was responsible. Actually, her mom's fault, but yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, Josh is her fiance. He's really down to earth. They're very different. Audrey's always uh, like head in the clouds kind of person. Um, she is really into astronomy because her dad, before he passed away, would always tell her about the constellations and they would look at the stars. And so she thought that maybe that was the right career path for her, uh, herself. And that was about the same time when she met Fred. Mm-hmm. Um, it was also the same time that her mother had a relationship with a particular guy that she um, had some issues with. And she was trying to cram for that exam to get into the school and um, she failed it. And so from that point on, she really felt like a failure and kind of went from, th- flitted from thing to thing and never got a hold on a career or a path forward until she met Josh. And that was kind of her constant. And he was so grounded that she felt like she had met the one that they complimented each other with their differences. But now she's just not sure if all of these omens or these signs that are that are presenting themselves during the um, lead up to the wedding are telling her that she should have been with Fred and not with Josh, or that you know Josh is not the one for her. And so we kind of see how all of that um, plays out. So I will say I liked a lot of the characters in the story. Audrey was not my favorite character, even though she was the main character. Um, Mainly because she's just kind of a little flighty and a little yeah. over the place. Um, but some of the story was really funny and laugh out loud. Just the frustration of all the things like happening the way that they did. You're just kind of like, what? <laughs> that too? <laughs> you know? Um, but yeah, it was just a really well-written book. Obviously, a British novel rom-com is always Which generally... Like, I love it. Um, I just really liked the writing. The story was really good. I loved the ending. Um, so, yeah. Sounds enjoyable. Yes. Sounds right up our alley. Yes. Yep, yep, yep. Well, I'm definitely adding that to my list. You should. Um, I mean, I had heard of it, but I didn't know anything about it. So. Yeah, it's worth the read, 100%. It awesome. was really good. Like, it was a five star for me. Awesome. <clears throat> well, I had a five-star book as well that I'm going to tell you about um, that I think you've heard of. It's called Spells for Forgetting by Adrian Young. Yes, I have. I don't know anything about it, but I have heard the name. Perfect. Same situation. Um, so our two main characters are August Salt and Emery Blackwood. And most of the book goes back and forth between their points of view. We do occasionally get other characters' points of view, and there's a few different narrators in there. But for the most part, it's these two characters. Is this a witchy book? So it is, but it's it's more ancestral magic. It's not like people doing spells and that kind of thing. Okay. Um, there is like some <clears throat> spell work in, involved, and there's like a grimoire and that kind of stuff. But for the most part, reading it, 
<clears throat> Stephanie, if you're listening, I know you don't like witchy books. This is not like in your face magic. It's more understated and just kind of like a theme throughout rather than like a part of the story. Okay. So it was very like atmospheric and haunting and beautiful. And anyway, so um, the story takes place on Searsha Island, which is this island that's off the coast of Washington State. And if you live there, you're kind of like tied into the island's magic, essentially. Mm -hmm. Um, They get a lot of visitors throughout the year, and that's how they sustain themselves. Their visitors come to their orchard and pick apples and do different things. Um, But if you live there, like, and it's a very small community of people, they all know everybody's business and whatever. So um, I think it was 16 years ago, Emery Blackwood's, best friend, uh, Lily Morgan died and her death was mysterious. She showed up in the orchard and like somebody found her and she, and she was gone. Um, and at the same time there was a fire in the orchard and the two are like, maybe they're related, but the fire didn't cause her death. Um, like she was all wet when they found her. And so it's, I mean, it's just completely mysterious. Nobody knows what happened, but August Salt got blamed for it. Mm, okay. And he had an alibi, but it was kind of shaky. And so people are like, I mean, it must have been August. He must have done it. August's family, the Salt family, owns the orchard. Um, and he's there every day working and whatever. So they blame it on him, even though he says he didn't do it. And he and his mom, his dad is long gone. He and his mom get ostracized, essentially, and forced to leave the island. He hasn't been back since. Wait, so he's blamed for it but not charged? Correct, because they didn't have any evidence that it was him. So they just ostracized ostracized him in the the community because they they decided it was him and they went with it. Yep, exactly. All right. So he and his mom leave. They start their new life in um, like Seattle or Portland or something like that. They vow never to go back. Um, but his mother's dying wish was that she be buried on Searsha. So he has to go back to bury his mother. And when he gets there, it's like everyone's eyeing him. Like, what are you doing back here? We know what you've done kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I'm just here. I'm just here for the burial. I, like, I'm not going to stay. I just need to get my mother's affairs in order. I need to sell our house, et cetera, because they, they had kept the house and everything like that. Um, August and Emery had a relationship when they were teenagers. So it's also kind of difficult for them to see each other again. And Emery doesn't, she doesn't believe that August did it because it was her boyfriend. But at okay. the same time, she's just kind of like, I don't know what to believe because I don't know what happened. Right. So throughout the story, we we get little details of what happened. And um, it's just like, you just feel the, I don't know. The um, tension? You feel the tension and just like the claustrophobia of being on that island with these people who hate you who don't want you there right and it's just oh it was just like consuming and just so good oh it was amazing it's really um 
you can you know that it's a powerful read and that it, ha- it has significance for you when you literally feel like you're in the book. Yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it was really, really good. I really want to read it. <laughs> you are going to love it. I, it sounds like something that yes. I would love. Oh, my God. It was one that, like, I finished it and I was like, okay, well, I'm going to have to do podcasts for a while because I Nothing's can't. Nothing's going to compare. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. So, so good. Should we talk about the tea? Yes, please tell me about what we're drinking. So we are drinking ginger snap tea by Sogo Tea Bar or Tico. Um, Black tea from Sri Lanka with ginger, cinnamon, cloves, and a little citrus. I don't know that I get those things. (laughs) Um, I've had this before and for some reason I remember liking it more than I like it now. I don't dislike it. I wonder if it's, remember how I told you my new hot water, um, dispenser, like it needs a filter Mm -hmm. added to it. I bought a filter and I'm just waiting for it to come in. Maybe that is, I don't know, has changed the taste of it slightly. I don't think that it's bad by any means. Mm -mm. I mean, I think it's drinkable. It's more subtle than what I remember it tasting like. But I also don't get ginger snap. Um, Maybe in the back. (laughs) I mean, I think it's good. Yeah, maybe we could have brewed it a little longer. I feel like we brewed it a decent amount of time. But but I like it. I was a little nervous because I don't like ginger in tea. Okay. Like I like gingerbread and stuff like that. But ginger tea just doesn't usually do it for me. But I think this is good. And no, I think it's like a good drinkable, especially holiday too, because it has a very, sl- I'll say this, in my opinion, a very slight dessert tea without being mm-hmm. full-blown dessert tea. Yeah, it's not like super sweet, but there's a hint of sweetness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And for that reason, I think that it could be, you could have it any time where there's other certain dessert teas that I really enjoy that we've had on this podcast specifically that I don't want to drink all day long oh yeah that yeah that's very true but I could drink this in the morning I could drink this midday I could drink this in the afternoon and night kind of thing agreed so I like it it's this is a tea that you bought correct and you you brought it here yes and I will be okay with parting with it I'll say that when you take it home but it is good right I agree with all of those assessments (laughs) (laughs) Um, why don't we briefly talk about, um, the advent calendars that went out? Oh, yes. I was like, where are you going with this? Um, yeah, it's been so fun to see everybody like (laughs) getting their boxes and posting about that. So they, everyone who got one will be starting them tomorrow. Uh, Well, assuming you're listening Today, Monday the 12th, you will be starting them tomorrow on Tuesday the 13th and opening the first little gift. So um, this year we were able to do a few more um, due to our partnership with Red Stick Reads. So we sent out, or we had 75 available for purchase. Um, So, you know, still a low number, but but it kind of, they went really fast. They Um, did. I was... Surprised and excited. Pleasantly surprised. Impressed with Um, how quickly um, they were snatched up. So if you did not um, get one this year and you're interested in it, this week, check out 
Instagram because last year we had a lot of people do unwrapping videos um, and post them and tag us in them, which was really awesome. And I'm, I'm looking forward to that this I week. I can't wait. Um, and see if it's something that you'd be interested in. And we'll, like, we share the stories, but the next day, because I don't want to ruin anything right. for people who are like at work and planning to open their little yeah. gift at night and then they come across our stories and they're like oh well that's ruined for me and just a reminder to all those ink drinkers out there who did receive a box please be um you know cognizant or aware that the same type of thing not everyone's gonna be able to open it first thing in the morning if you open them out of order um then the number please don't post it yeah, I so PJ bought one for herself and I met her for lunch the other day and gave it to her. And that day she got home. I met her what, Tuesday, I think, or Wednesday. She got home and she's like, I'm not going to be able to restrain myself. <laughs> and like the next day she texted me and was like, I just opened gift one. Oh my God. And I was like, PJ. <laughs> so she's already opened the first three. <laughs> she's like, clearly I have no self-restraint. Like, clearly but which is fine you do you it's your box to do with you want what you you, want with if you get it in and you want to open all of them right away you can do that just please don't spoil it for others that's all we ask yes um yeah yes i just i can like my favorite my mom (laughs) my mom is always like this is just so much work and like you don't really get anything out of it why are you doing this and i'm like it's because of how much fun it is to watch other people open them and just just brings me so much joy. Yeah. And that's what this season is all about. I agree. Pure joy. <laughs> well. Until next time. Cheers. Cheers. Thanks for listening. Be sure to check out the show notes for the full list of books we discussed today. You can find that in your podcast app or on our website, inkdrinkerspodcast.com. And please support us by subscribing anywhere you listen to podcasts and leaving a review. You can find us on Instagram and on Twitter at Ink Drinkers Pod. Cheers!